Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Oh, who's there? Oh, it's you. Hello, welcome, welcome. Oh, you just can't get enough, can you? Well, you have come at an opportune time. Malachi and I are trying to decide on our Halloween costumes this year. We were a hit three years ago, going as David Berkowitz, the son of Sam, and his demon dog. <laughs> Guess which one was the demon dog? Mm, so cute. So, let me read you from the list of possibilities this year. Here, bear with me. Ah, uh, let's see, we've got zombie blockbuster employees returning for their final paycheck. Interesting. The Grady twins from The Shining. A little overdone. And light blue really isn't my color. Two of the three Powerpuff Girls. Mm, too edgy. Plus, Malachi and I will both fight over who gets to be Blossom. <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch and that droll talking cat. Eh, predictable. And two stacks of old National Geographic magazines. Okay, okay, I'm picking up that you're not very excited about any of these options. Let me noodle on it for a while. And while I do so, why don't I pop in another tape for you? <laughs> Off you go. I have had nightmares for a very long time. I think like 5% of people have night terrors over the age of 10, and I continued to have them into adulthood. That's the kind where you're waking up screaming in the night. Sweating, hyperventilating, sometimes crying. Wake up and I'm already sobbing. Cry myself awake. In my teenage years, my mother would come running down to my room and be waking me up and I would already be screaming or I would wake up to the sounds of my own screams. My dreams, even now, will go one way or the other. Either it feels so real that I can't recognize it's a dream, or the other 30% of the time, I am able to recognize that it's a dream, and then I can kind of like lucid dream, and that tends to be okay. I dreamt that I was in Denver, where I had just moved from. It felt so real and so realistic, it didn't feel like a dream at all. It didn't start out as a nightmare whatsoever. It started out as me actually deciding to go for a drive. It was just like an April day would be. Felt like I had been transported. The sky is this crisp blue. There's still a lot of dead leaves, dead grass. Things haven't started blooming yet. Still some patches of snow here and there, but you can feel the warmth of the sun coming through the windshield. 
It was so realistic that I could even see the street signs of my old neighborhood. I was taking the route that I've taken many times in real life to go drive up to the mountains because I guess Dream Me decided that she wanted to go up to the mountains. Oftentimes in dreams, I think it's common experience that you can kind of bounce around in one place to the other. There's that element of surrealism. And this didn't have that at all. This felt like it was happening in real time. Thinking thoughts that I would think to myself as I was driving in real life. Oh, put on your blinker. I could hear the blink. Click, 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 turn. I'm doing my whole route that I do. Get on I-25 take the junction over to I-70. My plan and my dream was that I was gonna go for a little day hike around Arapahoe National Forest. It's a spot that I had been to many times camping. I'm familiar with the specific area that I was gonna go to. As I'm driving up the hill, there's a steep incline as you start to go into the mountains from Denver. As it does all the time in Colorado, the clouds immediately rolled in, it got very gray. All of a sudden, it came in extremely cloudy. There is always something sort of eerie about that, even in real life. But of course, in the dream, it felt a little bit more foreboding. It sort of felt like a, a time lapse. The sky went from being this bright, crisp blue to suddenly having lighter clouds come in and then darker and darker and darker until it really looked like a deep, angry, stormy sky that was gonna open up at any minute. This isn't good. In real life, I would have turned around, but in dream life, something was telling me to keep going. In the dream, I was listening to the radio before. I could hear when I would turn my blinker on. I could hear the sounds of the car. Once these clouds rolled in and things got a little ominous, there's no sound. It's completely silent. I'm starting to get into the deep forest. There's a lot of kind of switchback roads. Then as I'm rounding a particularly dark corner where the forest is so thick, it looks black. Like you can't even see light through it. I'm turning left and it's out of my right side that I see. There's a clearing, and I thought I saw a woman walking by. Considering the clouds and everything, it concerned me. Something kind of told me to stop. I get out of my car. It's dark. It's not nighttime, but the sky is so dark, it could almost be night. I'm following this woman down a clearing. You can't get a full view of her, and I just kind of mainly see this long, brownish-black hair. It was dirty. She had been out in the woods for a while. She's nude. She turns around. She leans into me and whispers, I'm so cold. I go back to the car, I go to grab a lighter to start a fire, and when I turn around, there's a bang, and then she's in the snow, naked, with a bullet hole through her head. The panic was almost delayed. It felt so real that 
When I was waking up, it felt like I was waking up into another reality, not coming out of a dream world. Okay, that was a wild dream. I can't believe it was that realistic. And text my mom, I just had the scariest dream. Went to sleep, woke up to my alarm clock, and it was time to go to work. Drive into work, it's a regular day. I get to my desk, and I just barely sit down and start logging into my computer. One of my coworkers, he tells me that there was a woman from Florida who had bought a flight out to Denver. The authorities had found online message boards that suggested that she had an obsession with the Columbine shooting. April 20th, I believe is the anniversary. It was going to be the 20th anniversary of the Columbine shooting that year. Right now, FBI agents are in Miami. They are questioning the family of this woman. They're desperately searching to find her. Soul Pace, her father says that she hasn't been seen since Sunday. Officials say Soul is infatuated with the Columbine shooting and made threats against Denver area schools days before the anniversary of the massacre. Most Denver area schools are closed today because of that search. Officials say she flew into Denver from Miami on Monday. She purchased a shotgun and then she disappeared. Police describe her as armed and extremely dangerous. Saturday marks 20 years since uh, shooters killed 12 students and a teacher at Columbine. They start coming out with more photos of her, putting out all the wanted messages and everything, and I was shaking. That was the face that I saw in my dream. That's the person I saw in the woods. I try to go on with my work, and I'm refreshing the news in the background. Hours are going by. She's being chased by the police and she's retreated up into Arapaho National Forest, where I was in my dream. My hands were shaking. The police were either gonna catch her or kill her. Those were really the only two options. They were gonna find her. I felt like she's gonna die. Ultimately, the police do find her, she was found naked. She shot herself through the head, self-inflicted. After work that day, I called my mom, told her the full story. She whispered into the phone, you know, that has happened to me before. And it happens to your grandmother too. I knew that my grandmother and my mother also suffer from nightmares and really realistic dreams, vivid dreams. I didn't know that they had experienced any similar events. So I don't know, maybe it's a gene. Is there a gene where your dreams pick up weird, obscure things once in a blue moon? I, I like to think that everything has a scientific explanation which is why I'm like, maybe there's a, a dream gene. <laughs> Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? 
In June's journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all of that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast time for a quick word from our sponsors are you tired of being fed science fiction like lies about love perpetrated by your favorite reality dating shows what about those so-called services promising to find you your forever person? How about something a little more accurate for a change? Well, that's what you'll get with Next X. Next X doesn't lie to you. It doesn't coddle you. This groundbreaking new service will help you find, meet, and romance the next person you'll eventually break up with. Next X specializes in relationships that last six months to two years. With its Vague and superficial matchmaking quiz, NextX guarantees you someone compatible enough for some solid, memorable, possibly steamy first dates. However, as most of us know, the early flame of novelty inevitably burns down into ashes of resentment and boredom. And the fine people at NextX embrace this. So, are you looking for someone to spend the next two Christmases with? No more? Done. Looking to give or receive gifts that will end up being thrown in a dumpster a year later? Look no further. It's time to join Next X. Next X. Come on, let's be realistic. And you've earned it. 
next story. August of 2008, I had just gotten into truck driving and it was like second trip out by myself. Like this is brand new to me. I used to do this thing that they taught me in trucking school where you take a ratchet strap and you'd ratchet through the inside of your door and come back together to keep it so somebody couldn't open your door while you're sleeping. I was just so nervous from everything everybody had said before going into it. So I had been uh, near Zanesville, Ohio, and uh, I had stopped at a rest area, an actual interstate rest area with the little restrooms and the vending machines. And the rest areas out in Ohio are kind of different in the sense that out there near the toll road, they're like travel plazas where they're one step below a truck stop. They don't have showers, but they're convenience stores. They're a big, long row of trucks, probably park like 30, 40 trucks there and who knows how many cars, you know, it's a pretty wide lot. This place that I was pulled into was a, in a more darker area. Like this area was significantly darker than the front of the store. And I remember when I pulled in, I pulled into the spot, I stopped there, I clicked my brakes, and I'm sitting there looking down at my logbook doing my deal, and I looked up and I noticed that there was a female walking towards me. Probably like a five foot four, five foot five blonde gal, looked to be in her late 30s, comes walking up to me, knocks on the door and said, hey, do you have any money? My instant thought was, oh, here we go. She's gonna come to me and she's gonna say, hey, you know, 50 bucks, you wanna have some fun? And I'm thinking, well, I, even if I wanted to, I ain't got 50 bucks. I just wanna get on with my day. You could tell that she was probably in her late 30s, but she looked pretty run down. She's probably in a bad situation in her life. Maybe she's homeless. But if I would have had some spare scrib to buy her dinner, I, I would have. I said, no, I'm a truck driver. I don't have any money. A lot of the times when somebody asks you for money and you say, no, I ain't got none, they're like, well, come on, man. You ain't got a couple bucks. You ain't got some change. Well, hey, can you, can you spot me five bucks or something? No, nah, man, I ain't got it. Well, what about 50 cents? You got any change at all? No, nah, I ain't got nothing. Well, what about a cigarette, man? You got a cigarette? She didn't do any of that. She said, okay, well, I need to walk to the restrooms. Do you mind following me to the front? My observational awareness carried out and kind of looking around, I'm like, well, that's a strange question. We were not even a football field away from the travel plaza itself because those truck spots are kind of far back. We weren't really far enough for me to justify needing an escort. I looked at her and I said, you know what? Um, no, I'm not going inside the building. I don't want to go inside the building. Inside my head, I, something wasn't right. So I got back into the truck and sat there for a second. And there's a guy that's kind of pacing back and forth with a cigarette in his mouth. He came around like some sort of like four door beat down car. Watching both of us with a cigarette in his mouth real intently, just sitting there staring. And you could tell that he was dart eyeing towards us. Doing that slow, nervous gait back and forth, back and forth, staring at us. He was watching what I was doing, and it was watching in a very, he had that look on his face, like, I'm going to get you, and I'm just waiting for you to come here. He didn't look front, he didn't look to the side, he just looked straight at us. And you could see, because he was standing underneath one of those sodium lights, those orange lights that are real bright, and you could see that he had tattoos on his head. You could tell that that was a head tattoo from a mile away. The expression that he had was kind of like a come on guy, like, come on, motherfucker. Like, he, he was ready for an altercation. It was like, I'm waiting for you because I'm gonna attack you. She had a good vantage inside my truck, so she knew that I was alone. So I was like, man, I, I just need to get out of here. I carry a firearm everywhere I go, including that day. One of the things that you train on is, is always have an escape plan. Always get yourself out of conflict. If this guy is gonna have a conflict, I'm in Ohio. I really don't wanna have to do something bad here in Ohio and have to answer for it. I just need to get out of here. 
she had walked past him and he stayed staring at me. And I'm like, well, this guy already knows that I'm alone. So I got back in my truck and drove off. I third geared the truck, okay? Cause big trucks got more gears than standard. So I third geared the truck out of there and I'm pulling out and I kind of watched the mirror a little bit as she kind of just stood there, started to stroll up towards the front, not exactly towards old boy, but I could see that he was watching too as I pulled out. And I'm driving down the road and I thought, I said, well, that was pretty strange. I called a buddy of mine. He was like, yeah, man, that's pretty weird. Ha ha, maybe she was trying to get in your truck and have some fun. And he made some jokes about that. And I thought that's the only thing that I could be because that's what I figured is that's the only thing is that this, she looked like the type that would probably engage in that activity. So I figured that that's what it was. When I left, actually, I had half a mind to call 911. And when I left, I thought, well, maybe this, this gal was afraid of this guy. But the problem is, is when you're by yourself in a state that you're not from, so they're gonna rob me or, or you know, maybe this is a guy that's trying to put her out on the street or something like that, and I just didn't want no part of it. The way he was carrying himself was he was there with a purpose that was other than smoking a cigarette. And that's when I made the decision where I'm not even gonna go to the truck stop to use the restroom. I'll, I'll use the restroom on the side of the road down the ways there. Well, about a year later, probably a little better of a year, about a year and a half, I'm watching a TV show and there's this feller on this TV show where they're talking to him about him killing a truck driver in Missouri. Wow, that's crazy. Like, I gotta watch this because I'm a truck driver by trade. So when I'm watching it, I'm looking at this guy and I kind of scratch my head and I'm like, this guy looks really familiar. And I, I see this guy talking and the first thing I notice is he's got tattoos on his head. He talked about that he wanted to be like Bonnie and Clyde. So they nicknamed them the Bonnie and Clyde murderers of Missouri. They did the same thing, asked him for money. Will you go inside the, the rest area with me? Man followed her inside the rest area thinking that he was helping her. Guy was standing there watching him, came around the corner, shot the truck driver in the face. This guy was out to lunch with himself. He, he was talking about on how uh, he was the antichrist. He loves to murder. He wants the death penalty because he'll kill again. That he had actually killed like three other people and that he was murdering truck drivers because they were easy targets. These are people that are alone 99% of their time, and when they get attention from anyone, it's kind of like the dog that's never been with its owner in 10 years, and just all of a sudden it's wagging its tail. By chance, he got arrested in Nebraska for DUI, and he had a warrant out for his arrest for the Zanesville, Ohio murder first of a truck driver. Then they put two and two together with the one in Missouri, and they were able to DNA trace it back to both of them. When I went to bed, I had like kind of a weird dream about the whole deal, and I remember I woke up and I told my wife, I said, those, those people are the ones that I've seen. So I go through and I, I, I'm reading this article about these uh, two people that killed a guy at a, at a rest stop in Missouri and uh, talks about on how they killed somebody two weeks before in Zanesville, Ohio, at the same rest area that I had been through. They show a mugshot of the female whose name was uh, Dana Tudor. I definitely had a sick feeling. And it's the female that came up to me and asked me if I would go inside the building with her and if I had any money. Not a doubt in my mind. So this prompted me to think like, maybe if I would have said yes, I'm gonna walk in there, I might have got whacked. Definitely a feeling that situational and observational awareness is like a must, no matter what you do. I think what happens is, is that there's people who, they're born with mental illness already, and they get exposed to extreme traumatic events and they don't have the ability to justify what they're doing. And they almost become above godlike where they think that it's appropriate. And in the case of somebody like John Hughes that believes he's the antichrist, that thinks that he's fulfilling a mission, 
it gets pretty dangerous. We see it with David Koresh, we see it with Jonestown, we see it with all these major things where these guys think that they're on a mission. And typically when they drop terms like the Antichrist or I'm doing the devil's work or something like that, there are people that fully believe that what they're doing is of such a higher power. I would like to know his background and where he came from. I think that is the kind of guy that we wanna know where he came from because it would tell us a pretty big story. I kind of, I, once I got adopted and came to a foster family out here in Arizona, I got real big in horse culture. And the, the one things that I've always been taught about horses is they are emotional creatures. They do not react by sight whatsoever. Everything is by emotion. You can sit on a horse and be 100% calm and have a horse act like the best horse on the face of the earth. And I can put somebody that's hostile and that horse will act like she's brand new. So when I re get into a situation and I read the emotion of it and that emotion's hot and tense, I'm like, Bye, Felicia. I ain't staying. I come from kind of a weird childhood in the sense that my childhood was very violent and dark. So coming from that, I have a weird perception that I can almost recognize that, where when I see somebody that doesn't look good, I'm not the person that's like, well, maybe he's just confused. I'm like, no, this guy is probably messed up and I don't wanna come near you. So I'm gonna stay away, right? Somebody that robs somebody at the core, if somebody comes up to me and says, man, I gotta feed my family, I'm robbing you because I need to feed my family, I'm gonna turn over my wallet, I'm gonna turn over everything, whatever. Go, I got insurance, move on, my bank covered, I don't even care. There's a whole different level in somebody that takes your wallet and then shoots you in the face. You know, cause that's like, uh, what's the point? You know, like you didn't wanna just rob me, you wanted to kill me. Cause if you came prepared with a mental mindset of killing somebody, it's cause you wanted to. It has nothing to do with money. You look at his interview, he has no problem alluding to that, that he quote-unquote says, literally, I am the Antichrist. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's Journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist June Parker on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so while you were listening, we've come up with a few more costume options. <clears throat> a couple of trash monsters formed from discarded Kerrig pods. Um, Goulardi and the Crypt Keeper. Hmm, not bad. Elon Musk with an alien face hugger. And the last option is Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, from your lukewarm reception, seems like we haven't struck gold yet. But don't worry, the muse will arrive. Come back soon, dear customers, for some more stories and some killer costume ideas. We'll see you next time at Radio Rental. Radio Rental is created by Payne Lindsay and brought to you by Tenderfoot TV. Executive producers, Payne Lindsay and Donald Albright. Hosted by Rain Wilson as his character, Terry Carnation. Produced by Payne Lindsay, Mike Rooney, and Meredith Stedman. With additional production by Eric Quintana. Written by Meredith Stedman. Additional writing by Mark Lachlan. Sound design by Cooper Skinner. Original score by Makeup and Vanity Set. Cover art by Trevor Eiler and Rob Sheridan. If you have a radio rental story that you'd like to share, please email us at yourscarystory at gmail.com or contact us via the form on our website, radiorentalusa.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Rental. You can also follow the illustrious Terry Carnation on social media. Just search at Terry Carnation. To hear more from Terry, listen to his podcast, Dark Air. Special thanks to Grace Royer and Oren Rosenbaum at UTI, The Nord Group, Station 16, Beck Media and Marketing, and the team at Cadence 13. On behalf of the Radio Rental Store, we'd love it if you'd subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget to share our show with a friend of the genre. Thanks for listening.